Hey guys, this is your host, Francisca Weinheimer, and welcome back to the Hikers Anonymous podcast. On this podcast, I help share people's inspirational stories about how hiking, backpacking, and the outdoors changed their lives. If you have an inspirational story about how the outdoors positively impacted your life, please send a short synopsis to hikeoregon at hikeoregon.net and put in the subject line podcast guest. Today, I am talking with one of my closest friends, Randy, whom I met in 2017. We have gone on hundreds of hikes together and have learned so much about hiking, backpacking, and car camping together over the years. Randy's life story is a unique one, and she inspires me every day with her strength, resilience, and fortitude. Okay, we are here with Randy today. I'm so excited to record this episode because Randy and I have been friends since um, 2017. Yeah, I've gotten to know her so well. She is literally my best friend and so excited to have her on and for her to tell her story about how she got into hiking and backpacking. I know she didn't uh, grow up hiking and backpacking. She grew up horseback riding. So we're going to hear from Randy about her story. So, thank you for having me on. This is interesting and fun already. (laughs) Um, So, I did not grow up hiking and backpacking at all. I didn't really even know it was a thing. I grew up in the country on about 10 acres, and I spent most of my life outdoors, but on horseback or doing 4-H kind of stuff like that. Um, You know, graduating from high school and moving on into adult life, your life changes drastically. And I got married, and I had a son. You got married young? Yes. Well, I yes, I did. I got married the first time right out of high school to my high school sweetheart. Oh, wow. And so, (laughs) yes. And that lasted about five years, and then we divorced. No kids there. And then I met the father of my children not long after I got divorced. And he had a son, so we immediately wanted to give his son a sibling and so got pregnant right away and then we moved up and down the west coast um, for uh, three four years and um, towards the end of our marriage um, I was pregnant with my daughter and their dad committed suicide and we were in southern California and my parents lived in Oregon so I um, had family just packing up my house immediately because I wanted to be home with my mom when I had my daughter. I didn't even get to say goodbye to my stepson whose mom came and took him back because I actually went into labor at their dad's funeral. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I didn't know that. (laughs) At the funeral? Yeah. Holy Yeah. So um, immediately following that, uh, my sister-in-law took me to the hospital in in California yes in Riverside so my stuff was on the way to Oregon we had like left the house that I was living in and I went into labor and so they took me to the hospital and I told the nurse doctor whomever I'm like I do not want to have this baby here I have to get home first so they stopped my my labor no (laughs) yeah (laughs) So they stopped the labor and um, 
then I went home. And then you drove to Oregon. Well, I didn't, was not driving. Well, you weren't thankfully. driving. Thankfully. Yeah. yeah, no. But um, my husband at the time, his aunt drove me up to Northern California, and my parents drove down to meet okay. her and exchange me. I mean, this is all oh, just pretty wow. much a blur. A blur, yeah. Yeah. And so then I lived with my parents for a while, and well, I got on my feet, and then I'm raising two kids. Two kids. So I didn't do anything, but yeah, you didn't have hobbies. Or no, no, I was just trying. Yeah, I don't even remember You're the first like survive. year or two. Yes, yeah. very much in survival mode. So that I mean, it was like that for years. Yes, yeah. and yeah. and then I met my current husband when my daughter was five and my son was almost nine. Again, but he has five kids, so there was no so you were in family <laughs> mode for years. Yeah, for years, years. and years. And then my son, you know, obviously had some emotional distress issues because his dad committed suicide. He lost his brother, his grandparents, aunts and uncles all in one day. And so, um, you know, there was a lot of just focusing on helping my kids be okay. Yeah. And not being able to focus on yourself. At all. Yeah. Like at all. And um, it was not a good time for me. I went through some serious depression issues, which I didn't really know at the time until I was kind of helped out of that. Um, Then my son graduated from high school and my daughter was having such a hard time being bullied at at the junior high where she was at. We moved her up to Eugene Mm -hmm. to get her out of the, the situation that we were in. And I met some people at the apartment complex we moved into that liked to hike Uh so I was ready to do something different and I knew I liked being outside because of my childhood so I started going on these tiny little day hikes (laughs) with my friend when my one friend at the the Bailey which is where we used to live and then I was watching some YouTube videos and I saw Francisca one of her videos and then at the end of the video she's doing this driving clip and she said i'm on my way home to eugene and i was like what this cool chick lives in my town (laughs) so i reached out to her and i'm like hey would you like to hike sometime i thought she was going to be like yeah i don't have time because like she's on youtube we were both part of a facebook hiking group yeah girls who hike oh yes which doesn't exist anymore no but yeah, so I think that's how you found me, and then you messaged me through that. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so we hiked together for the first time, and I was so out of shape; it was well, ridiculous. I took you on like a long <laughs> hike. I'm not sure what I was thinking. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I took her on literally a like. 12 mile hiker. I took you on, on, um, what's it <laughs> I don't <laughs> remember. I remember it was fun, but it was so hard because I, in the meantime, in all of that story, I had both, uh, my shoulders had to have surgery. So I pretty much was a couch potato and atrophied for many years. Yes, you were so, out of shape. very much so. I had next to no muscle mass on my body at all. So it was very hard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to hike and I can't even talk and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is embarrassing. But it was also fun. I realized in that first hike 
because it was so hard, it gets your like your adrenaline going yeah. and your endorphins yeah. going. And I was like, and then oh. we get to the top, and it was this beautiful view of yeah. the three sisters and whatever. What the fuck is that hike I called? I don't know. It's we'll not have to look up. It's oh my god, this mm. is annoying me. We'll have to look back on our photos. No, it was amazing, and I realized in that moment that. I needed to do that more because I found a tiny piece of myself that day that I didn't even know existed because it had been gone for so long. Yeah. And so, um, but I also realized I was out of shape. Right. (laughs) And I needed to catch up to speed. And I also realized that I knew nothing about hiking and backpacking, like legitimately nothing. So then I started binge watching all of your videos. Mm And, and I other started learning. Videos, yeah. Yeah, but you, it was just yours at first because I didn't know that there was a whole world. Can, yes, and community. exactly. Okay, I had okay, no yeah. idea. I mean, I didn't really either. So I was binge watching all of your content and all of your like, what's in my backpack? I just all mm-hmm. that stuff, and I realized this is a whole new world, and it felt like home. So. I am also a, a data nerd, so I'm researching all the yeah. the things and all just pouring so many hours into just learning about this hobby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, and um, it was amazing because it was something new. It, it was so interesting, and it was something completely for me. Like, my husband does not hike or backpack. Um, he will car camp with me now, but he's just not. That's not his jam. Yeah. So... That was just completely for me, not Mm -hmm. for anyone else, but for me. And it was, at first it was a little hard to be that selfish in a way, Mm -hmm. but then I realized that recharging myself made me a better mom, made me a better wife, just Mm -hmm. because I was mentally in a better headspace. Yeah. And it it was just became like an addiction for a while where I, that was my drug. (laughs) Yeah. Hiking is my drug. I needed to do it often. We went, I mean, every week, sometimes multiple times. A week. Uh, Randy is lucky enough to be able to hike during the week with me, so that's <laughs> yes how we uh, bonded because we got to hike together so much versus like a lot of other our other friends. You know, are only available on the weekend and not even every weekend, so we don't get to see each other as often. So yeah, Randy and I can just basically pick a good weather day and go, which is yes. incredible. So. We went hiking all the time. Yes. And then in 2018, we attempted a through hike of the Oregon section of the PCT. Um, But it was a horrible (laughs) fire year. So we had to like skip sections and then there was injuries. And so it didn't end up being even a half. No. We did maybe a third. We did. We did together a hundred miles. Hundred and ten. That's yes, right. Okay. Yeah, over a hundred. And then okay, so a yeah. quarter. <laughs> you no, know, I mean, but it was lessons were learned. Let me just say, right? Lessons so were learned before this trip. She had only gone on one overnight, like a one nighter. Mm-hmm. I took her up to Broken Top when you were still able to camp there by No Name Lake, and we did a one night mm-hmm. thing. And that's yeah. all you had done. Yeah, that's it. And then we, the net following summer, that was the fall of 2017, the following summer, we took on this huge <laughs> monumental thing, which 
looking back on it, maybe we should have started a little bit smaller. I don't know. Uh, no, I mean, I think it worked out perfectly because yeah. the lessons were learned and my growth as right. a human being that summer was pretty huge. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't regret it. Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. So, and then after that, it was pretty much every summer. Yeah. Hiking. Multiple excursions, yes. backpacking. Doing all the things. Yeah. Everything we could fit in, we just crammed it in. Yeah, we, we really did. We did. We crammed. Yep. <laughs> and that, so, <laughs> that is something we will talk about on a later episode. Randy and I really uh, both have the same sort of feeling, and I, I'm getting a lot of the same from other people that I'm interviewing, is this sense of urgency uh, when it comes to hiking and backpacking and the sense of like panic. So we're going to talk about that on a totally separate episode um, because I find it very interesting. And I think you got your gear really dialed in yes. over the years too. Oh, <laughs> Which is another yes. learning experience, I guess, yeah. that we had on our PCT trip. Yes. Yes, we did. Yeah. Yeah. I tried many packs before I settled on the one I have now. Even at that, I needed to tweak that pack going forward on different trips. Yeah. And shoes. Shoes. So shoes, many shoes was a thing. Yeah. So many shoes. And puffy coats. I yeah, sound like a girl. Puffy shoes, puffy coats, and purses, essentially, what that is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. <clears throat> well, so that is, I mean, that's the story. Yes. How has your hiking journey changed from the beginning? I mean, I know that's kind of an obvious question, but... No, it has changed a lot. So the first couple of hikes I went on before I even met you, I went up Spencer Butte. And if you're not in this area, it's this little hike in Eugene. And it just goes up to a, a, a little hill, butte. A yeah. Point, yeah. But I wasn't from this area. And so as I'm hiking up it, I feel safe. There's lots of other people around. But then I get to a point where I'm with my daughter. She, she agreed to come with me, and she's never been since. So, I mean, that tells you a lot about <laughs> that. But um, we got to a point right before you hit all those stairs. Mm -hmm. and Those physically stairs notched into rocks. <laughs> yes. And she was tired because she was not. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. yeah, and it was, you know, a pretty extreme up for people who don't hike. It's steep. And so she didn't want to go but she's like mom you can go and I was so scared of leaving her <laughs> which is so funny <laughs> to think about yeah so I I couldn't I wouldn't go I'm like no I can't leave you here by yourself in the woods yeah I mean I just didn't know right. you know um, I'm also a true crime buff so I mean there's a little bit of that happening but yeah it's just I couldn't leave her I'm like yeah. no so, you know, we came back down and then later as I'm hiking more and going further out and stuff, I'm just like, that was so ridiculous. Well, you yeah, know? but you just but you I, don't know. I did not know. And I, yeah, had this irrational fear of someone stealing my child. Right. <laughs> Even though she was like 15 years right. old. <laughs> well, and now Randy like solo backpacks and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So it's, it's yeah. really changed. Yes. I'd also like to um, <clears throat> talk about how I think it was like our second maybe third hike together we went to this place called Shale Ridge and there was a lot of 
like this creek kind of was very like wide and there was all these channels and we had to like cross a bunch of logs and walk on logs and there's a lot of logs <laughs> this was before your fitness journey oh yes for sure so you had i mean you'd just been hiking you hadn't really been doing any gym no. workouts or anything no. and i remember you having such a hard time with the logs yeah crossing just, logs yes. the balance the just the strength to step, to step up and over. over a log like that's right. knee high or something or you know high, yeah or yeah it it was just like I felt like I was this little lady crawling over logs and yeah. essentially I mean it was that thank god there was no video taken of that because that would be embarrassing <laughs> but yeah but it would have been interesting to see oh yeah for know, sure the progress yeah and I knew I needed to get stronger and so uh, I asked Francisca what she was doing, and she said beach body. So I'm like, because right, I was not? hopping over these yeah. logs like it was nothing. Yeah. Right. So you're like, like, how do you? You don't just get that strong just from hiking, no. unless you're hiking three, four days a week, and you've been a lifelong athlete. You're you're yeah. not gonna get that kind of strength <clears throat> from just hiking. So yeah, you asked no. me what I did, and I said beach body, and so you looked into that. Yeah, I. I signed up and I started doing at-home workouts. And when I started doing them, I could not even curl five pounds. I literally oh had to have my mom send me her one-pound weights through what? the mail to start. Yeah, because of my shoulder surgeries. Oh, I did nothing right. afterwards. Oh, my gosh. And so, like, yeah, wow. it was it was crazy. And so I had to start there. And... You know, I had to start with body weight, right. squats. I mean, I couldn't even right. do a squat to like a normal whatever, you know, I couldn't do any of that. So I just started working out and I, it was, I was so bad at it. It was ridiculous, but I wouldn't quit because like, right. I knew that's what I needed to do yeah. to get to the point where I'm carrying a backpack, <laughs> Right. not right. even like a backpacking yeah, backpack, a day it was just pack. a day pack. Right. Right. Um, and so, yeah, that began my, my fitness journey and I actually fell in love with fitness to where it is just about parallel with hiking as far as, you know, like my passion and how I feel and led me into researching a lot of nutrition. And so being a data nerd, I just dove right into that as well because I saw how much it improved my hiking right. and how much stronger I got and better balance and more confident yeah. Um, I could actually lift my backpack up and throw it on my back, right, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. So, yeah, it has changed significantly in that way. And I feel a lot more confident and capable. Um, and learning outdoor skills, I'm telling you, from Franziska was, like, literally a godsend because there's so much crap out on YouTube <laughs> about how to you know, be in the outdoors and how you should treat nature and leave no trace and stuff like that, that I didn't know any of that when I first started backpacking. I mean, it's, you know, common sense not to yeah, litter on the ground, sense. but right, you right. don't really think when you're not an outdoors person that you shouldn't walk on, you know, tender growth. Well, you it you doesn't don't even hurt know you. that that's tender growth. Also true. You yes, know? also true. And you don't know that you... <laughs> tender growth. <laughs> tender growth. Tender. 
But, you know, and you don't know that you need to go X amount of feet off trail to go pee or right. that you need to dig a cat hole. I mean, it makes perfect source. sense, but yes. you don't think about it until someone tells you. And then you're like, oh, well, yeah. You know, there are so many people that I could have, quote unquote, learned stuff from that would have led me in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, pooping in animal dens and different things, <laughs> and different things like that. Um, it's a thing. We know people who have done that. I didn't learn from someone like that. I learned from Franziska, who is very much a steward of the outdoors. And I am so very grateful to have met with her first and learned things the way they should be. And being able to take care of the place that we all love so much. Okay. Well, and yeah. And so, I mean, it's changed a lot from the beginning. I just, yeah. I just have this vision of you at Shale Ridge trying to clamber over the logs and you now it's like i wish there was video because (laughs) i mean the difference is astronomical it really is it's so cool to have watched this growth also you know like we can talk have a normal conversation going uphill now yeah like there was years where if we were going uphill, there was silence. There was no talking. Well, it was more like heavy breathing on my part. Well, yeah. And, <laughs> and if I was talking, it was like, oh my God, this is so hard. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas now we can just hold a normal yeah. conversation when we go up a hill. Yeah. Which is epic. That's probably the biggest like, mental improvement for me is to know that I can do that yeah. now. The physical stuff and everything, it makes sense. You work out, it comes to you. But the cardio difference was amazing. Like, way amazing. Mm -hmm. It's nice to be able to actually have a conversation going both ways on the hike, not just the way back. (laughs) Right, right. You know, so it is very cool. What are some lessons that you've learned through outdoors, (sighs) hiking, backpacking? Well, the first one that comes to mind is do not set your backpack on the downhill side of Of a hill. Yeah, of a hill when you take it off. Um, Was it last summer? The summer summer before. before. I hate time. 2021. Yeah. We went backpacking on the Wallawas and I had a blister on my foot and it was, I was getting a hot spot again. So I was like, I got to take care of this right now. So I set my backpack down and I went to sit down and I bumped my backpack and I set it on the wrong side of the trail and it went tumbling down a cliff. Yeah. Over and over, like we just cartwheeling. Tumble. Yeah. Hundreds of feet. Yeah. And thankfully we had a really good friend was able to spot it and go get it and retrieve it. But that was a definitely a moment for me that was like, okay, you have to pay better attention. Uh You have to think about what you're doing. Yeah. You know. So that was like literally the biggest lesson because it could have been disastrous. Right, because we were days into a trip, a loop trip at this point. So it's not just like, oh, we were a day, you know, like we could have hiked out that day or something. Like, no, yeah. it was a few days into a loop. So, yeah, yeah. that would have been not good. No. <laughs> the second thing that comes to mind was something that happened on our Rogue River Trail. <laughs> last year (laughs) um we all had to take bear cans of course and we stashed them in what way we thought okay this will be fine but we had there was a bear watching us eat dinner so we knew it was there and we tried to kind of 
put our bear cans where we thought they would be okay. Yeah. We kind of, like, snugged them at the base of some trees. Yeah. And... Like you would. Right. <laughs> However, this bear decided to make off with my bear can. He... Rolled it away bit somehow. Holly's bear can and put claw mark or teeth marks and claw marks in it. But he happened to get my bear can out of the little trees and rolled it down a hill the nearest we could figure. And so um, all yeah, my medications... We, we searched for this can for hours uh, yeah. the next morning and couldn't find it. So we're yeah. assuming he rolled it down this hill, the only hill that was there and down into the bush somewhere. Yeah. I mean, we, we searched, Yeah, it was, couldn't find it. Yeah, it was, yeah. And so, but all my medications were in there. And that was, my inhaler was in there and all, you know, stuff like that, which was very scary for me because, you know. Right, that's life-saving medication. Yes, it's stuff that you have to have every day. And so that was like a a big lesson Mm -hmm. in that, that you can separate out your toiletries kit to stuff that doesn't Doesn't actually need to go in there. Because medication has no human smell, it's just medicine. So. You know, um, that was a huge thing. It's like, if you have life-sustaining stuff, don't put it in your bear can. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason to. Yeah, no. And then the other lessons that were just more slowly learned was how you can go from being completely inexperienced with zero knowledge to the point where you are a very capable person and then able to help other people. You know, and it doesn't, I mean, it took me a few years but yeah. it wasn't the learning curve the the barrier to entry is not very steep as long mm-hmm. as you're doing your research and you're making sure you're learning from someone who knows what they're talking about mm-hmm. um so that was a huge change from just sitting around the house and being a mom to actually taking i mean you basically went from that and in two years you were solo backpacking yeah yeah, so that's and I felt awesome. very comfortable felt going very out and doing it and capable, right? Yeah, right. I mean, there was lessons you learned after that too, but you right. felt yes capable yeah. enough in about two years of hiking mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah, and it was on the PCT, awesome. so it's you know, yeah, I mean, as safe not, as you yeah. can get, really, as far as like people are coming by. So if you get injured, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I still felt comfortable doing that going out into the wilderness by myself and feeling completely competent, Mm -hmm. which, you know, is a whole new thing for me as well. Yeah. And just learning about myself as a person, learning that, you know, it's like when my children's father committed suicide, that that was a whole different level of knowing how strong you can be because you have to be. Mm -hmm. But doing something like this, you learn how strong you can be because you want to be. Mm Mm-hmm. And I learned that if you want something bad enough, you find a way to make it work. Yeah. And I wanted it so bad because I could feel the changes happening on trail. Yeah. That you can't feel in town. You can't feel yeah. when you're busy. But when you're out there with the trees. And, like, you and I will talk the first, well, all the way out to the trailhead. And the <laughs> first, I don't know however long of the hike. But at some point, we usually fall into silence for a while. Mm-hmm. And we're just... Soaking Especially backpacking. In. Oh, yes, for sure. And we're just soaking it in. Like, it's you can feel the energy in your own body just change. And you get super peaceful. 
and you can actually, for the first time in my entire life, I could literally think about nothing. Franziska has coined a phrase for that, but I, I don't think about nothing ever. My brain is always going right. 90 miles an hour right. until At I'm home. on the trail yeah. for a while and then I can really just think about nothing. Mm -hmm. And that and is And your brain amazing. is empty. Yeah. And that is an incredible feeling. That yes. is why we go backpacking. Yeah. <laughs> to empty our brain and hug the fuzzy trees. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a huge change for me too to realize that my brain can actually think about nothing. I'm mm -hmm. capable of doing that. Right. Because I didn't think I was before. I thought, no, no. I don't understand how people well, think I about think, nothing. I think a lot of people think that can only happen during like um, meditation or something oh, like that. Like you have to sit still and like breathe and empty your brain and but like it that can come naturally you don't yeah. have to do it that way and I can't do it I that can't way. I just get mad you I, I can't either I yeah it doesn't work I have to have when your feet are moving and the rhythm and your the sound of your feet on whatever turf you're walking on it's you know it right. just it's almost like it just puts you in that mind right frame of mind you know once you're out there for a while you know yeah, and all so the I, I call it backpacker brain escape yeah and every and it's time a beautiful state it is very very much so let's go hiking <laughs> i know right? i think we need that oh wait hold on before we move on let's go back to the how has your hiking journey changed from the beginning because we talked about this the other day also with the sense of urgency I feel like we had the yeah. same sort of journey as far as like in the beginning, yes. it was very much like we have to go do all the things Yes, and it was FOMO all the time. All the time. Like if we weren't hiking, it was FOMO. Yeah. Like we were automatically, yes. like we were looking at Instagram pictures of uh -huh. other people. We were watching Facebook, wa yeah. watching the YouTube videos, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And then... Yeah. We've, we've both... I feel like it, it's nice because we're both kind of going through these phases at the same time. Yes. Which is nice. Yes. Um, and so we've kind of dubbed it now our slowdown era. <laughs> we're in yep. our slowdown era. Yes. Uh, where it's not so much this crazy sense of urgency and we have to go do all the things all yeah. the time. Especially because we've hiked... 90% of the trails yes, around have. our area, so we don't really feel like we have to. No, no. So It's more, I think for me, it was craving that feeling yeah. of being outside and letting my brain go to nothing and right. just that. You needed that. Uh, yes. It was like a drug almost. Yes, yeah. 100%. Because yeah. for so long, I just had this massive amount of stress in, mm -hmm. inside my body that mm -hmm. when I figured out that when I go out hiking after I'm out there for a certain amount of time, it's like that goes away. Yeah. And I wanted that every day. And I wanted to see all the things yeah. because I would see pictures of Instagram. Right. And I'm felt like, like, wow. You missed out. I, yeah. yeah. I've spent, you know, so many years of my life in the house, you know, and I went mm -hmm. through a couple of years of having very, very bad allergies that I really couldn't go outside without getting a migraine headache. And so it was like, that combined with, I can go in the woods. I can yeah. see these mountains. The first time we summited South Sister, I just thought, holy crap, it blew my brain. Yeah, yeah, because it's like this is my state. I've always loved Oregon, 
but it's like I didn't realize it was so beautiful, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and so um, I did feel like I'm missing out yeah. because I want to see all the things and going through the phase of my life that I was at with my kids just, right. you know, getting ready to leave the house, my daughter and stuff. I was not like midlife crisis, but more like midlife realization that I only have X amount of more years mm -hmm. before, you know, I die. <laughs> right. And right. so it's like, not only did I need to get in shape so I could do this, but I needed to do it. Yeah. Like you don't have all the time in the world right. and so I was just very much I want to do it you know all the time and so we did for we did four years yeah. straight definitely a few years <laughs> yeah well and then 2020 happened so nobody was doing much of anything and then right. 2021 was amazing because we had all those great car camping trips that we yeah. did and I did a lot of book research and Randy mm -hmm. joined me on almost all of my book research trips so that was pretty epic. Yeah, it was amazing. And, and now, ever since then, we've yeah. kind of been slowing down. Yeah. Randy's now a grandma, so yes. she's with her little one a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. She moved out to the country, yes. so she gets to actually be among the trees versus in an apartment. So that changes things a little bit. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it, too, is just that we make... Now, instead of the amount of trips that we make, we make quality mm, trips, mm -hmm. you know. And I think that is right now where we're at because, you know, you can go on 10 hikes a week and it's great to say, oh, I went on this many hikes, right. I hiked this many miles. But at this point, we're like, that's not really, Necessary. yeah, that's not a benchmark we're looking to hit. We're yeah. looking to hit like the quality of yeah. each adventure. So I would I like rather that. go on fewer and make uh -huh. them more enriching and impactful than going on a whole bunch just because you want to say, oh, I hiked X amount right. of miles today. Right. Like, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I, that's, yeah, I don't have words. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is currently one of your favorite things about hiking, being in the outdoors, backpacking? I honestly would say, besides the smell of the trees, uh, because there is that, that smell that I wish I could bottle, um, besides that is connecting with you and Holly and Tanya, like our core little hiking group. We hike most of our hikes together, and just that female connection, because growing up, I had changed best friends every year because we lived in the country, and mm -hmm. I didn't see them over the summer. And then as an adult moving all up and down the West Coast, again, didn't really have that female connection. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really believe that it existed. A core group of friends. Yeah. I didn't think that was actually a thing. Mm -hmm. And now it's like just having that rich connection with you guys is probably one of my favorite things because we're out there, we're enjoying it, we're dirty. You know, we're laughing and it's, you know, physically hard and mentally fun. Bonding. And you guys are like the sisters that I never had, mm -hmm. you know. So that's probably my favorite part. Okay, last question. What is a message you would like to share with the listeners? You will never fail if you don't quit. If you just keep going, you will eventually get it. <laughs> One step in front of the other. Yep. Right. Yes, that... quite literally. 
Who were we with when we were just like talking about that? I don't know, a couple years ago. Maybe Kara. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think Kara. I, I think, think it was, was Kara. Yeah. Or just you like just one step in front of the next. Yeah. You just keep doing it. Walking is easy. Yeah. Like we know we we know how to walk since we were about you know one and a half at right. least, and yeah. you just walk. Any gear advice? Oh. Yeah, find the right shoes. Shoes first of all. Shoes yeah. Are important. Very that the most important thing of all the gear, in my opinion, is your shoes. They have to fit right. They have to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. They have to, you know be able to carry the weight of your pack, whatever pack you're carrying, and yourself. But, um, but do that before you actually go on a backpacking trip. Yes, most Test definitely. Test that out. Yeah. On a day hike with your backpack. Yeah. Before you head out and you're kind of stuck with these shoes stuck that you don't like. For yeah. multiple days. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, because that has caused us a issues. A lot of issues. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And so I would say shoes. And then also, you know, like your your layers, your clothing. You mm-hmm. need to have not necessarily the most expensive clothing, no. but you need to have clothing that is comfortable for you, that wicks away the sweat, that kind of thing. So you don't get all sweaty and then you can't get warm because yeah. your cotton T-shirt is not drying or whatever <laughs> it is. <laughs> you know, it's right. like, yeah. Everything else I feel like can be managed. Yeah. You know. Nutrition? Well, yeah. I mean, so that's important to me. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of, like, food sensitivities that I try to work around, which makes it Part very difficult. Stuff. Yeah, because I do not like backpacker food at all. Yeah. So um, that does make it tricky. But a lot of people can handle, like, the ramen bomb, you know? They, I, yeah. I cannot, <laughs> I think probably the younger you are, the more your digestive system can handle that yeah. maybe. Yeah. But, um, I think something we've learned about food is maybe trying it out before you're yeah. on the trail. Yeah. Cause there's been multiple times where it's like you eat a bite or two and you're like, I can't, I literally can't yeah. eat this, yes. but it's like, that's your dinner and that's what you like you have to eat it. You need the calories because you've just been backpacking. I know yeah. that's happened to me a few times. It's definitely happened to you. Yeah, there was one meal I literally could not eat, and yeah. I got hungry. I'm like, right. I'm not eating this. I can't. Which is terrible to do on a backpacking trip because yeah. you're expending so many calories, mm-hmm. and we're usually trying to cut weight and stuff, so we're not carrying a ton of extra no. bars or something no. that we could snack on. It's like we have our allotted food for the day. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. And if you're not eating that dinner, you're screwed. Yes. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, definitely check out your food. Make sure you like it and it's yeah. something you can eat. And try, I mean, like in my personal opinion, people can pack whatever they want. But I carried heavy bars on our first PCT uh-huh. because it's. I liked them. Yeah. They were nutritious. Right. They had, you know, but they were heavy mm-hmm. and my food bag oh, are they the pro bars yeah yeah the super food pro bars i loved those mm-hmm. i mean i still do but they're so heavy right that i will never take them backpacking again and they're right. too many calories for just a day hike so for good. me personally try your food but also keep in mind that it weighs it can weigh a lot it so. adds up quick <clears throat> Yeah, so I bought a food dehydrator, and I've been trying to play around with making my own backpacking food. 
But I haven't been successful quite yet. I will. Yeah. But I haven't quite got it to where the meat will rehydrate in the way that Probably. I want it to. Well, yeah. and fast. Because it will eventually. But I'm hungry and it's taking an hour for my, my right. meat to rehydrate. No, no, no. So I'm doing something wrong you here. You can't do that. But yeah. So definitely food is a good one. Yeah. And that takes time to figure mm-hmm. out, I feel like. And unfortunately, it can be expensive because if you're right. trying different backpacking food, you buy one to try at home. It's like $12. Yeah. So, or try it on a day hike, maybe yeah. for lunch, maybe share it with someone. That's yeah. a good tip. Yes. Or if your friends are willing to give you a bite of what they're eating on a yes. trip so that you that's can be like, okay, yeah. I like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 So I think that's also really nice. I mean, most of the time we're really hungry. We're like, I don't know if I want to give you this bite, but, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, if you can do that kind of thing, it's, it's a good idea because I definitely have taken like, I'd say five times I've taken a meal that I just cannot eat. eat. Yeah. I'm just like, Oh yeah. It's happened to me. I think twice. Yeah. Once it was too salty. I literally, I could not eat. I was going to throw up. And the other time it was, I choked a lot of it down, but it was too way too spicy. Yeah. I just, it was, yeah. it tasted so good, but it was so spicy. It was yeah. Very yeah. difficult to eat. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there's been a few times where I was definitely regretful of not trying yeah. it before I took it. Um, but I would just say that, like, also, you pack your fears when you're backpacking. So... Keep that in mind, because the first time we went out on the PCT, I was scared I was going to starve to death. So I took right. we had way, way more too much food. food. Like, I can't even believe how much food we yeah, yeah. I took. And I mean, we got rid of so much at Crater Lake mm-hmm. in that hiker box. Yeah. We got rid of, like, half our food because we had a resupply box. Yes. And we're like, uh, we don't even need this. Like, no. We just no. needed the dinners, but, like... Yeah, I had, God, we so, had so much food. Yeah, so many snacks. And so once you realize how much food you will actually eat, and like I'm a person that I will eat the same thing every single day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do that at home, so right. It's like easy for me to just lay it all out, and then that's what I'm eating, you know. And I might take an extra snack because mm-hmm. I'm hiking, but that's you know I eat very similar to how I eat at home. Aside from backpacking. I will say, though, the the (laughs) issue with that is... Because I was the same way for years. Probably, like, the last three years or so, I would just take, like, pretty much the same food backpacking. And it always worked out great for me. The same amount, basically same bar. I mean, I'd switch out the bars or whatever if I got sick of a bar. But, like, pretty much the same stuff. However... Last year, a year ago, I started weightlifting, and so my calorie consumption, or I guess how many calories my body is burning, changed since the previous time I went mm-hmm. backpacking. And I guess I'm not noticing it so much at home because at home, you know, you I, I go to the gym, I have food, and then the rest of the time I'm sitting in the office, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not weightlifting and also expending all these calories backpacking, right? So then this past summer when I went backpacking, I packed the same, you know, the same food Mm -hmm. like normal, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I went on a couple trips and I was ravenous. 
the entire time. I ate every single morsel of my food and <laughs> I was ravenous uh, yeah. because my body has so much more muscle yes. than it used to. And it's just when I'm backpacking, I mm-hmm. burn crazy amounts of calories anyway. Yeah. Plus the muscle on top of that, yeah. I needed to take an extra something, an extra snack yeah. or two for every single day. Yeah. Which I didn't realize. So keep that in mind. If yeah. you're changing your activity level, yeah. you're going to be, could potentially be a lot more hungry. Yeah. yeah. So keep Oof. that in mind. Okay. We hit a lot of good stuff. We did. And like I said, um, Randy and I, we have some great conversations a lot a lot of the time. Usually it's in the car, which I wish we could record in the car, but it's just too loud, unfortunately. So we will uh, table some of these awesome conversations, and throughout the interview episodes that I do on this podcast, we will sprinkle in a fun episode um, about a subject like backpacker brain escape, how to achieve that, what is it, um, what was the other one? Post trail. Post adventure blues. We would Mm -hmm. love to talk about that because that um, I think affects, I think it affects a lot more people than people like to admit. Or they um, don't really know what it is. Or they don't know what it is. Until you start talking about it. Yes. Yeah. So, so I think it affects a lot of people who mm-hmm. adventure, whether it just be backpacking, car camping, even just going to freaking Mexico, you know? Right. Yeah. You come home, you have post adventure blues, mm-hmm. post trip blues. So, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that. What was the other one? The urgency of hiking. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, know yeah. what to call that. Well, I mean, it's kind of like FOMO, but it it's like level two because it's yeah. not just what other people are doing it's what yeah, yeah so just, we're going to talk yeah. about that feeling and what is it and stuff like that we'll yeah. we'll create an outline for that we'll have <laughs> lots of topics so, yeah. to talk about and so um if you maybe have a topic idea that you would like for us to further discuss let us know and thank you so much for being on this podcast It was so fun. It was fun. Okay. We'll catch you next time. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Again, if you have an inspirational story about how the outdoors positively impacted your life, please send a short synopsis to hikeoregon at hikeoregon.net and put in the subject line podcast guest. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe and happy trails.